Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode. It's your girl Bethany here and I'm just going to sit and hang out with you today. I'm going to kind of um, just share a little bit of the woman that we're going to be talking about today. Uh, she has so many characteristics of God and within her and in her story that as we read through her story, you're going to pick apart and see those characteristics as we go. And you're going to be able to actually be able to put yourself in her circumstances. Um, her story is about risk. It's about trusting God. It's about um, how important fasting is and what we get at when we fast and how we fast and um, the things that the Lord reveals to us within those times and the fact that God sometimes does things to set us up for big victories in our life. Um, if you are a note taker, I promise today you're going to want to take some notes, my doodlers, get your journals out. Um, thank you again for just staying with the podcast and just listening week after week. It means so much to me. Um, you're probably wondering, all right, Bethany, who are we going to be talking about today? Well, we're going to be talking about Esther the beautiful Esther. We're going to be talking about her. And even though she was, her outward appearance, uh, scripture says that she was beautiful. She was gorgeous. She had great complexion and all of these things. Uh, even on her inside, she was beautiful. And so many times society wants us to have the outside appearance and doesn't really care about our inward appearance. When in reality, it's so different for God. It's He's concerned um, about how we are inside. How's our heart? Uh, we oftentimes say that we need to do a heart check. Yes, our heart can be deceitful and all of those things, but Still, how are you on the inside? Are you allowing Christ to transform you from the inside out so that your inside also matches your outside? And that's the whole point of, um, you know, making Christ the center of your world and allowing him to transform you, um, to allow you to um, allow him to mold us. And we can do all of those things by building a relationship with him. And by getting into his word and saturating our lives with it and then taking his word and applying it to our lives. And Esther's story, there's so much kind of, I guess you could say it would seem like a little bit of chaos, but it's a great story. Um, let me see here. She does have 10 chapters of her book, so it's a little bit of a shorter chapter. Uh, but we're going to be just focused on the front part. <laughs> The first part of her chapter here. Um, so go ahead and get your Bibles. I'm going to be reading out of the NIV. Uh, I do have a lot of notes for her because I see so much of myself in her in certain situations that um, as we read, we're going to see how she was willing to lay down her life for her people. And uh, as a mama, as a sister, I would totally lay down everything that I have for you know, my family and people that are really close to me and in my small circle, I would give up anything for them. I would give up everything. And I have given up everything for Christ and to live um, the lifestyle that he has chosen for me. And I hope you're out there. If you are struggling, if you are wondering, like, why are these things happening to me? Like, is God really using me? Of course, he's using you, girl. Of course he is. And you, you will see how in the midst of this risky situation through Esther's story, how she takes a huge leap of faith and she goes uh, kind of like, uh, I would say, not incognito wouldn't be the word, but she kind of goes 
And she transforms herself so that she is able to sneak in and save her people. And we're going to see how that unfolds. Uh, but uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, a little backstory, because maybe you've heard of Esther. I'm sure that uh, you might have heard her if you grew up in church and children's ministry. You probably heard of the, the great Queen Esther and her beauty and things like that. And how God used her in a magnificent way to free her people and she was actually she was she had a little rough of an upbringing and she was actually if you go back she was an orphan uh she resided into um the person that actually raised her was actually her cousin and his name is mordecai uh okay so y'all know i have an issue with pronouncing stuff so you have no idea that what we're about to read some of the things that when I first read it, I was struggling. I was trying to figure out how can I say this? Uh, I had to listen to it on Google to pronounce it. I had to listen to it on the Bible app. And sometimes we have to do that, but God knows our heart. So if you don't, if you can't pronounce it correctly, or you think you're pronouncing, just keep reading, just keep going. Don't focus on it. Uh, but <laughs> so, uh, and like Esther, she was also a Jew. So Mordecai had, is her cousin. He had taken Esther in, kind of raised her as his own um, after, you know, her parents died. And so he was kind of like the big brother, the father figure, if you want to say. And for her being a Jew, is it is what kind of set the place of how God used her. Yes, this was not her particular upbringing, but still God used a, a crazy bad situation in her life for something so good. And sometimes he does that for us. Um, as you know, I didn't grow up in church, but when God got a hold of me and, and that fire was started, it has been amazing ride. And I, I know that some of you out there listening have felt the exact same way that I have felt and maybe the same way that Esther feels as she's growing up. So, um, uh, so as we're going into her story, we're going to see that she comes encounter with this King X Xerxes. I'm sorry. It's X E R X E S. So we've called him King X in the background, but it's King Xerxes. Uh, and he was a man. He loved women only sadly for their outside appearance. Now we know how society is. I've talked about it. Unfortunately, that is the view of some, how some people look at one another. And it's, men looking at women and women looking at men. It, it happens sometimes. And it is important to have that, uh, you know, physical attraction, but there's so much more to a relationship than physical attraction. But in this particular King, that's what he focused on most was the outward appearance of all these women. Uh, he married a beautiful woman, uh, Queen Vashanti, I think is how we say it. And it was, um, uh, during a grand banquet is how his feelings had changed. And Queen, uh, I'm going to get this all mixed up. I'm sorry. I'm just running off of notes here. And so King Xerxes demanded that Queen Vashani, you know, come out in front of everyone and to just show off her beauty and see how beautiful it was. But the queen was humble. She's like, nope, I'm not doing that. She denied. And from that, the king became angry. He felt disrespected in front of all those peoples and he immediately divorced her. It's crazy to say that, but that he felt disrespected. Like, hello, how do you think Queen, queen Vashanti felt? Like, I would feel like if my husband said that, like, I would feel so bad. Like, one, it would make me feel like, okay, obviously he's only with me because of my outward appearance. He doesn't care who I am. He doesn't care about how I treat him and things like that. And he, then he wants to kind of show me off. That's the wrong kind of showing off 
your partner uh, that is represented here. And so this obviously calls the king into an uproar and he, um, he, uh, let's see here. And, it, and he eventually, anyone who felt that she was worthy by her looks because he divorced the wife, he wanted another wife. He wanted someone else. And he called upon into the town of anybody who felt worthy of their looks that they could go through all of these beauty treatments that were ridiculously crazy. And then from there, he would decide on a new queen. And we're going to read that. And so many times, like I've said, in, in society, women are always finding something wrong with them. Uh, whether it is our outward appearance, whether it's something that we struggle with on the inside, maybe, you know, we're scrolling and we see this woman with a perfect hourglass figure and we're like, man, I wish I looked like her. In reality, that may not be natural. You know, we don't know if you're naturally shaped like that. Kudos to you and your genetics. If not, it's all right. Some of us like to eat. Some of us, you know, we're all different. But I tell you that people who are super fit and super healthy and super skinny, they oftentimes still deal with issues of their own body. And the same thing with people who um, have a little bit of meat on their bones, who are thick. You know, we all struggle wherever we're at in life. There's always some something about us that we don't like. And that's unfortunate, but it's reality. And that's where you have to put those lenses of God on and then look at yourself in the mirror from top to bottom and realize that I am perfect. I am fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. Just as scripture said, he has placed every hair on our head. He has made our eyes the color that they are, the, our hair the color that they, that it is, our hands shaped the way they are, our our bodies shaped the way they are for a reason, because it would be so weird if we all looked the same. So these women are going through these crazy beauty treatments, which for one, if I had to go through that to be married to my husband, I definitely wouldn't have done it. But we tend to fall into comparing ourselves to others. Um, instead of doing what we need to do, we want to do whatever we can to get married. We want to do whatever we can to please our spouse. In reality, the first thing in our life is we have to do what's pleasing to God. And we have to first put him first before everything. And so uh, real quick, jumping back on, you know, social media and, and the things that they, they label us as women and how we should dress, what size we should be, what our purpose is. And but when we are a woman of God, the only thing that matters is his purpose for us, his desires for us, whatever, how we look is exactly how we're meant to be to look, you know, we must live by God's desires for our life and for our outward and inward appearance for his purpose for us. And it doesn't matter what anyone thinks, but it should only matter what God thinks. And we're going to see that through Esther's story and how we can relate to that. So our first reading is going to be Esther 2. Um, we're going to be, let me get here. Sorry, I got so many books in front of me. Uh, we're going to be reading seven through nine. And it says here, uh, let me make sure I have it right. Yes. So it's going to be chapter two, verses seven and nine. Mordecai had a cousin named Hadassah, whom he brought up because he had neither father nor mother. This young woman, who was also known as Esther, had a lovely figure and was beautiful. Mordecai had taken as in as her his own daughter when her father and mother died. When the kings ordered an edict and proclaimed many young women were brought to the citadel. 
I'm probably saying that wrong, but if you're following along, you know what I'm saying, of Susa, and put under the care of Haggai. Esther also was taken to the king's palace and entrusted to Haggai, who had a cha charge of the harmon. She pleased him and won his favor. Immediately, he provided her with his beauty treatments and special food. He assigned her to, uh, I'm sorry, he assigned to her seven female attendants and selected from the king's palace and moved her into the attendants into the best place in the harem so through her beauty she will find favor obviously from her outward appearance uh with Haggai and this was the start if you research and you go back and you look it's 12 months of actual beauty treatments that all of the women must have went through but Esther here was in her 10th month and she found favor with one of the king's concubines. And he allowed her to approach the, the king already. So immediately the king was like, oh man, she's fine. She's hot. I know it. I know this isn't in scripture, but I know. I just have to know. If she's as beautiful as scripture portrays her, he had to be like, whoa, baby. I'm just saying. So immediately uh, the king was in all for her. And he was attracted to Esther more because uh one she was beautiful she was a virgin and for her finding the king's favor he placed her placed the crown above her head and made her his queen so if you continue to read through esther's story through chapter three and four you're gonna see that esther's faith and courage came into action after she was made queen you know the king um he goes in as you read, you're going to see the king, he's going to honor Haman. He's an ag agonite, uh, making him the highest of nobles, in which the king commanded everyone to kneel before him. But then Mordecai, remember Mordecai, she, he's coming back in the picture, refuses to bow down to Haman. And then when Haman found out about this, Mordecai obviously was a Jew. Haman became enraged with anger and wanted to kill not only just Mordecai, but all of the Jewish nation. So Remember, Esther is a Jew as well, but she hid that to get into uh, the king's palace and to eventually know that she's going to free her people. And we're going to see that because once Aunt Esther found out about the king's order to kill all the Jews, she was devastated. She was heartbroken because she knew all of her people were going to be dead soon. But she knew, and this is where she takes that risk, and sometimes we got to take that risk because when God shows us something, we got to... We have to take a risk and a leap of faith, and we have to do what he wants us to do. In chapter 4, verse 16, if you go there real quick, let me get over there. She asked Mordecai to have all of the Jews join her in a particular scenario, and we're going to read about that. It says, uh, chapter 4, verse 16, it says, this is Esther talking, Go gather all of the Jews who are in the Susa. And fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendees will fast as you do. So not only, I'm going to stop there for a minute. Not only is she telling them to fast. She's fasting along with her people. How many times has God done something for you? And you've, maybe he's shown you something for someone else. And you know in your heart that you should be doing it with someone. But you just tell that person. And you don't follow through on your end. 
Right now, me and one of my sisters are praying 30 days specifically for someone, and we have kept each other accountable. And it was her idea, and then I was like, I would love to do that with you. But it wasn't like, okay, I did it, and I say I did it, but I didn't follow up through. Every single day that we pray for this person, we are keeping each other accountable, and she will text me, and I will text her. Uh, like, I think today is like day... 23 or something that we are on praying for this particular person. And we've decided that we will pray for this person for 30 days straight. And we are believing, we are trusting God. We're already seeing slowly him working in this uh, person's particular life. And that's just that accountability that you're doing it right along with your people. And that's exactly what Esther did here. As you continue to read, it says, when this is done, I will go to the king even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. She's kind of like shaking her hands. Like if I die, I die. It is what it is. At least I will be dying doing what, you know, I'm called to do. You know, I'm standing up for my people. I am doing this right along with my people. And it's crazy. She could have, she could have continued to lie. She could have, um, said, well, I'm a Jew, and he, what would the king, how would he reacted? We don't know. We weren't there, but, you know, after, as you continue to read, after she requested a banquet, and for the king and the Haman to both attend, so she can propose this plea for the king to spare her people, uh, now, up until this night, though, at the banquet, no one other than Mordecai, Mordecai was aware that she was a Jew. So she's keeping, she's taking that big risk. But because she was too under this law and could be killed, even though she was a queen, like she still took the risk to do what she did. And during this time, you can only imagine how Esther felt all the weight on her shoulders, the feeling of fear of the death of her people. Yet she still turned immediately to, to God. She turned to fasting and to prayer and her courage to risk her own life to save her people is a characteristic in itself of humility. This is, this is amazing. It, it, it's absolutely, absolutely mind blowing to me. And so even though she was under this pressure, she still was obedient. She was still obedient to God. She still took the risk because she knew that if she followed through, God's promises would be fulfilled and she would have a huge victory because of him. And that's exactly what she did. So this time in this particular chapter, if you take a step back in your reading, it truly shows that God's work through her, that through her courage, even over and over again, uh, yeah, she was probably dealing with some anxiety, but her courage is what pushed her through that anxiety. God isn't mentioned physically in this book here, uh, as we read her story, but we know that his presence is there. We know that she is following through what he, he has placed on her, you know, on her life. And through her actions, we can see the presence of God all around her. And some that's how people see Christ is whenever they see us acting and out. They see his presence because we are acting and out. And, you know, if we personally, genuinely believe in the Holy Spirit, when we feel his presence all around us, whether it's through prayer, through fasting, just like Esther, when that's how she found the courage and the strength to stand firm on what she believed in. Um, I know that, 
whenever I have something big coming or I know that the enemy is going to try to attack, I know already I need to get into prayer and fasting. When I am confused on certain circumstances and I just need guidance, I have to go into prayer and fasting. Uh, A little over a year ago, my husband and I experienced a miscarriage. It was devastating. Um, Had I not been secure in my faith, I don't think I would have handled it the way I did. But after the time, after the grieving and the healing, and a few weeks after, I went into prayer for fasting. I I started fasting. I prayed. I said, all right, God, you have taken something from me that I wanted for so long, that me and my husband, we wanted for so long, but you took it. So what do you have in store for us? And shortly after that, he started really putting this podcast on my heart. He really started putting, um, I was already in ministry. So I already like living this lifestyle of ministry, but he was preparing me. And I felt like it was the biggest test that he was giving me to see how I reacted through that, to be able to give me this, to give me this podcast, to give me the out of being able to go and spread his word and have more confidence uh, when I'm speaking and not focus on my stuttering or how I pronounce things and all of these things because uh, my intention is to just share him with other people. And that's what we have to do. And that was where I've had my biggest breakthrough in fasting. And yes, I've had other moments where I've had great big breakthroughs, but in that moment of fasting, God was like, Yes, you wanted a you wanted a physical baby. You wanted the the cute little giggles and the the late nights holding your baby and just thinking, you know, all of these great things as a parent and going through these milestones and making my daughter uh, a big sister and all of these amazing things. But he gave me my own ministry. He gave me this podcast and from that I truly believe that this is my baby. It's something that I nurture. It's something that I am passionate about. It's something that I want, whether I become super famous and speaking on stage with thousands of people, none of that matters to me. If I can just reach one, if I am studying and recording these episodes and it's just one person listening, I'm going to continue to do what God has called me to do. And if I ever have a week that someone is not listening and I don't have any listeners, I'm still going to do it because I trust God. I I am trusting the process. I'm trusting that um, through whatever circumstance he will always provide. And he has. And quitting my job and pursuing ministry full time a couple months ago was one of the hardest decisions that I've had to make as a wife. And trusting him, our rent has been paid every month. We have had food on the table every month. We've had fuel in our vehicles every month. Yes, we are not able to go and do all of these grand things anymore, but it's okay. There will be a time for all of that. But right now I'm trusting God. And that's exactly what Esther, I feel, did. She trusted that through prayer and through fasting, she knew that God would reveal through that time. He would show her. He would help her. He would guide her. And that's exactly what he did if you continue to read her story, her people get freed and all of these amazing things start happening. We see that her boldness and her faith that she approached the king to even ask him to revoke this law was huge. You know, she was probably scared 
but she had that courage and that bravery. And so that this, she was approaching him to propose to him to, re- to remove the law so that the Jews not be killed just because of who they were. You know, Esther was put in so in a circumstance that she wasn't sure of the outcome. Many times we're like that in life. We second guess why does God choose to place us in certain circumstances? Why is this happening to me, not this person? Why can this person hear uh, a direct message from God, and but I'm not hearing it? Why is this person uh, who I know is maybe not living two feet in, getting all the blessings, but here I am two feet in, surrendering my time, doing all of the things, putting Christ first in everything that I am, and it's not happening to me. Why? There's a reason for it. There's something that is holding you back. And you may think that sometimes that you're all in for Christ, but then there's something that's holding you back. It may be releasing of uh, your time. Maybe it's you're not getting in in the word enough. Uh, it's just a few minutes a day spending with him. If you can do that, if, if, if you just have so much going on, spend a few minutes a day with him. Start your day off with him if you know that the day could get, you know, away from you. Get into prayer. Talk to him. If you're one that um, drives to work, turn the radio off and just talk to him. Have a conversation with him. That's all prayer is. It's just a conversation just like this. I'm pretty sure sometimes I was telling someone earlier this week that um, she's like, well, can you just email God? I'm like, yeah, but I feel right now he's got me in the spam folder because he's He's wore out with me and, and my requests and things that I'm asking him and, and taking to him. And she started laughing. I was like, but I know that he will will respond somehow or another. He's not going to unsubscribe my emails. And <laughs> you can't have that mindset either. And we have to know that when God chooses us for circumstances and for big risks in our life, there's a reason for it. Uh, and through scripture, it's a constant reminder that he is always with us. He is with us right now in this moment, wherever you're listening to the pod, he's going to be with you after this episode's done. He's going to be with you wherever you go and everything that you do. And I just want to, one, I want to close. I want to give you some reference scriptures. And then two, I want to also um, give you some points that when I was reading her story, I like to, when things stick out to me, I just like to jot them down. And uh, as I was cleaning this week and I was, you know, through my head thinking of Esther and her courage and her boldness, um, God gave me some things that I wanted to write out and share with you. And so uh, the three scriptures I'm going to give you is going to be 2 Samuel 7, 28. Um, It's being a servant. You will reap the promises of God. I promise. Serving one another just as Esther served her people. Um, by being courageous to protect them is huge. Psalm uh, 100 verse 5, um, it's a, something, his love endures forever. If you read that whole Psalm 100, you will see that over and over again. But he is forever faithful. His love is never changing. It's a parental kind of love. There's nothing that we can do to, to ever change his love. And the last one is going to be Hebrews 13, 5. He's never going to leave us. That's his promise to us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He is always with us. And the four things that I want to close out, um, let me get my book here. I wrote it down is one, step out in faith and take that risk. No matter the circumstances, just do it. Our greatest opportunities take and come with big risk. 
we have to bring the word alive in our life, meaning that we have to act it out, that the things that we're reading, the things that we're praying on, the things we're fasting about, we have to portray it and take it into our life and put it into action. Um, take big risks to honor God is another thing. You have to do that. You have to risk everything to honor him. As crazy as it sounds, as crazy as you want to sit there and kind of negotiate and be like, no, I'm not doing it. Like you have someone else. Uh, like I'm not doing it. Like you go ahead. I'm not doing it. You, you just go ahead. No, you have to honor God when he shows you things. And sometimes he's trying to show us things, but we're still acting in the flesh. We need to remove that flesh and we need to act by the spirit. We need to go with what he's telling us to do. There's circumstances in our life that we keep getting detours and we keep getting delays for a purpose. He's trying to shake you up. He's trying to get your attention and there's a reason for it. And you have to justify that or what is the reason? You know, what is going on? That's where you get into fasting and you get into prayer. And next month I'm going to be... Uh, I'm sorry, the next series, I'm going to be really into prayer. What is prayer? How can I pray? You know, um, the importance of prayer. And it is also mental health awareness a month. So next month, it will be it will be a little bit different. You know, we're going to talk about some things that are maybe uncomfortable for people. I'm going to have some guests on the show that have really great opinions on uh, mental health and how your mental health is. Um, I'm sorry, your spiritual health can be affected by your mental health and how you can bring those two together and get spiritual healing for your mental health. And uh, I know I'm a walking uh, person, I guess I'm a walking protege or whatever you want to call it, that I have, I am, I'm not going to say I have been, but I am working on a better me. I am able to recognize when I'm in those cycles of, depression, uh, would I have anxiety instead of, you know, medicating myself, I'm taking things. Uh, I was telling a sister the other day that I've started walking around my home, uh, not on the inside, but on the outside and just trying to take all it in and breathing fresh air and all of these things when I can feel my anxiety coming on. Uh, and those are little things that you can do. Uh, and we're going to talk more about that because I don't want to get too much into that because I have so much good stuff coming up with um, the guests that will be on the show in the next coming weeks. Uh, but closing to uh, my doodlers, I want you to to write this down. Esther had many characteristics. You know, um, we see that she was a great leader. Uh, she was a great role model. She was caring. She was wise. She was prayerful. But any of these characteristics of her uh, she was courageous. She was brave. She was bold. I think I said that. <laughs> uh, but do you see yourself in any of these characteristics within her? Uh, you know, like, do you, is there a time that you fasted with somebody? Is there a time that you prayed with somebody? Um, is there a time that, uh, you know, that maybe you were in a circumstance and you're like, I don't know, is this me or is this God? Like you're, you're praying to get that discernment. Like, have you ever been in that situation? Think about it, jot it down, pray on it, share it with somebody if you want. Uh, make sure that you guys have the notifications on so you don't miss any of the episodes. Check out the YouTube channel, Unleashed Faith. All of the episodes will be on there shortly. I am working on that. It is time consuming and I am trying to stay focused and get ready for the summer. 
but I love you all. Thank you again for tuning into this week's episode. As always, be blessed and stay focused.